0: Mac wide open throws, he's got Aguilar, touchdown! This one is floated for Pitts and picked off! This one is too high and picked off! Coming up, and this is a pick by Kyle Vannoy. Threw it right to him, and Vanoy is in for the touchdown! Felipe Franks oh boy. throws, and no. this
1: one is picked off!
0: Well, now it is over.
1: Well, I think when we're hearing the name Felipe Franks, we know that the game has gone south to some degree um, for the Atlanta Falcons, and really for many viewers as well. But unless you were a Patriots fan, a strange game tonight. The Patriots um, continue their show of dominance of late with a 25-to-nothing blanking of a wandering and lost Falcons team in search of its own identity. We'll get into all of that. Uh, Mark Sessler here with you tonight on the Thursday night recap. I'm joined by two uh, wonderful individuals, in-house teammates here at NFL Network. Marcus Grant is number one. He is a fantasy guru man with a fire in the belly, a workplace individual who has been the heart and soul of NFL.com's fantasy universe for quite some time. We're happy to have him with us. And a newcomer to NFL Network, Bridget Condon, having just landed here in the last couple of months. Um, She is actually a Patriots fan who grew up um reportedly 20 minutes. She's got the she's got the garb right there. 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium. So that tells you something right there. She enjoyed this evening. Um, but her we'll get into her path a little bit to come to NFL Network. She covered the Panthers for the last couple of years as well. So she's gonna be doing a lot of stuff all around the league, and we're happy to have her with us tonight. Let's get into this game. Bridget, I will start with you because you know, I, I think the Patriots over the last month have changed perceptions about who they are. At this point, you know, we, had a, we did our midseason adjusted Super Bowl picks. And I, as a not as a joke, but just thought this might just get some attention. It might get some tweets. I picked the Patriots as my AFC team. And now I'm starting to look like gangbusters because it looks very smart. Um, you know, a, yeah, I think that the employer will enjoy what I've done there. What is your take on what is happening and what happened tonight with this Patriots team?
0: Yeah, I think it. I just saw a stat come up on my Twitter feed that the Patriots have outscored their opponents by 125 points in that five game win streak that they're on. I think they've changed a lot of opinions. And I think this is credit to Mac Jones having time with Bill Belichick, learning the system and just becoming more comfortable and, bill is just a mastermind right like we have one bad season once Tom leaves and then now it's like hottest team in the AFC like you can't you can't say that my uh, like I was trying to be an unbiased reporter now that I'm working for the NFL I'm covering 30 te- 32 teams like trying to keep my opinions out of it and so I had a conversation with my dad a couple of weeks ago like diehard Pats fan and he's like Bridget the Pats are going to the Super Bowl they're going to the Super Bowl and I'm like dad no they're not and he's texted me every day this week with a different article they're a good team they're a good team they're a good team and like i'm like i i guess he's right i guess you're right like i i don't know what's happening but i'm riding the wave and tonight was just another example of uh bill's magic
1: i know also that um our producer erica tamposi has been all over you with um patriots texts and other paraphernalia which i you know we know that experience um i i can only imagine where she is this evening we've got the grave digger uh stepping in for her tonight um her whereabouts are totally unknown marcus your take, um, your flash take. There we go. He's played his own soundbite. That's that's a next level move by Grave Digger, Marcus. What is your what, what was your um what was your experience watching this game?
2: Uh, well, one, the Patriots didn't offensively do a whole lot, but they didn't need to. And I think that's been maybe the big thing about this, this win streak that we've seen them on, right? I mean, some of it is some of it is the opponents they've played, right? I mean, they, they have gotten through a soft part of their schedule, but give them credit because they've gone out and they've dominated in that soft part of the schedule. You can only play the teams that are in front of you, and they've gone out and they've done an excellent job with the, the teams that they've gone against. But you look at what Mac Jones has done, and— Bridget sort of talked about it, right? Bill Belichick has put him in a situation where he can be comfortable, where he can prosper. They're not asking for the moon from him. But what they have really allowed him to do is play to his strengths. He's a guy who's very accurate. He makes the right reads, uh, and it's not necessarily a lot of deep throws, not a lot of high percentage throws, but he's getting, he's throwing guys open, he's letting them make plays. And defensively, they have really turned it up a notch. I mean, obviously, they dominated the Falcons tonight from start to finish. But you go over this last five games, uh, and they have really just sort of demoralized teams with what they're doing defensively. And it's all coming together at the right time. And now, whether or not they're the best team in the AFC or even the best team in the AFC East, I think that the jury is still out on that. Um, but this is a team that really is playing its best football at, at a great time of the year, and they're certainly in the conversation for making a run into the postseason. So uh, it's it's for, for most of America, this is their worst nightmare, right? It seemed as though uh, we were rid of the Patriots in our football life, and Bill Belichick has figured out a way to sort of resurrect this team and get them right back in the conversation. But
1: the people that can't stand the Patriots, because I, I wouldn't have put myself in that group. I, I If anything, uh, you know, The whole Brady and Belichick experience um, is something that we'll never see again as human beings with with a team and a coach and a quarterback. But isn't this a new... Is it new or is it like, am I actually watching this defense that held the page, held the Falcons, uh, and again, it's the Falcons who are really a mess right now, but to 64 yards of offense in the first half, their lowest output in eight years. I mean, it comes less than a week after Matt Ryan against the Cowboys was thumped to his lowest QB rating in 14 years, so there's some systemic connection between an offense that really is struggling at the moment, but this Patriots defense... Um, it, I hear this a lot. I say it, I hear it from Greg Rosenthal that this reminds us of Patriots teams of old that were not built, you know, around young Tom Brady around dominant offense, but the defense gelling the way they are. Um, Bridget, does this uh, look to you like a team that, you know, where's the ceiling here with this defense? I, I'm starting to get scary, like AFC title game vibes from this crowd.
0: Yeah. I think Matt Judon uh, has been incredible for them. And, uh, he, he, tonight, was incredible. J.C. Jackson has been incredible. I think they did a really good job in Bill Belichick again. Just He's smart. He knows how to get these pieces that other teams just let go into free agency and figure out a way to... Find guys who other people aren't seeing their strengths and fit them into his system. And again, like they're just such a disciplined team that, like you mentioned, even though Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady and he's not executing these crazy plays, they have their defense on the other side of it that can protect them. And they don't need any of that. And you hold, yeah, a Falcons team to zero points tonight. I mean, there were times there... we like you were saying earlier. Like you thought they were just going to come come back and like get a touchdown or that a couple field goal misses. Um, I think this defense is their strong suit right now, and it is keeping up for some of those mistakes early on that Max Jones is is making, and you know his interception, things like that. That that's still going to happen as a
1: rookie. You have the defense kind of as like the saving blanket to to fall back on. Yeah, they seem versatile. Like they, like last week against Cleveland, like. We gotta turn up the rushing attack. They had their highest output there. It was like 185 yards. It just seemed to me extremely dangerous. I guess, you know, we don't need to spend a lot of time on the Falcons, but Marcus, like, I guess, how do you view the Arthur Smith experience at this point? I thought a couple weeks ago, arrows seemed to be pointing up on a somewhat juicy offense that was showing some things. You lose Cordero Patterson. I know from a fantasy angle for you, there's a lot of disappointed people on that front. Um, Is there hope here? Do you see growth? Or, I mean, I know the last two weeks have been a train wreck, but uh, before that, there was something to cling on to. Um, This tonight, obviously, is a low mark.
2: It absolutely is. And they're just there are no answers right now in this offense. Uh, I I tweeted during the game, you know, if you had said back in August that the Falcons needed Cordero Patterson to look like a functional offense, you would have been laughed off the internet. But here we are a week from Thanksgiving and that is absolutely the case. Um, Going into this, the, the one thing that we knew is that Bill Belichick, what he loves to do is take away whatever your strength is on offense. And with no Cordero, Patterson, with no Calvin Ridley, that put the spotlight squarely on Kyle Pitts, and he was completely a non-factor in this game. Throw in the fact that you have an offensive line that struggled to protect Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, as Bridget mentioned, Matt Judon is playing well. Christian Barmore uh, is having an outstanding rookie season for this team. There just is nothing about this offense that that gives you reason to believe there's hope. If if Kyle Pitts can't go out and be a superstar, and that's asking a lot out of anybody, but especially a rookie tight end um, this offense is not going to move the football and I, I again until you know if Calvin Ridley comes back maybe that helps when Cordero Patterson comes back that certainly is going to help but even then uh, this is at best at best a mediocre offense right now and you know like you said this is kind of a wayward lost team uh, that doesn't have any really immediate answers
1: yeah the Falcons seem like they have gone out of their way to not um, create an offensive line that can you know dominate the opposition uh the same goes for the defensive line i thought a turning point for them it's some of these games i like to do this i'm not always right but early on i'll just say game over and it's like you know sometimes you are right and it felt like for me when they had that scenario was third and one they're at the patriots 14 matt ryan took a sack. Uh, Unfortunate, it was fourth and 14 suddenly. They made the field goal to get, you know, it it would have been 10 to three to get back into it. There's a penalty. It's fourth and 19 at that point. Young-Wei misses the field goal. It's just like, guys, we cannot dream up a more disastrous, uh, you know, outcome for that drive. And it never got any better. And I mean, to end the game with four straight interceptions, I mean, I can't think of the last game that I've watched um at the pro level where there were four straight. It's probably happened, but it's just uh it stood out tonight. It's a somewhat um, epic disaster. and you know, the Patriots, I think good teams sometimes just take care of business like this against bad opposition, and the Patriots have been dominant. I would look at the Cleveland game last week as a huge turning point where they basically announced themselves. As totally legit. Uh, Gravedigger is wondering if Nathan Peterman threw four straight picks. That feels very possible to me back in the day.
2: He did have the, 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 the five-interception half, wasn't it, uh, once, <laughs> once upon a time? Yeah, I think his um, family
1: is trying to forget that. I don't know why we needed to bring that up again tonight, but um, <laughs> that's how this works on this show, so, apparently. So.
2: so I'll say this, Mark, though. I mean, for all the talk about the Patriots, right, I think we're going to learn a lot about them the next two weeks. So after this, they get essentially kind of a, a mini-bye, uh, but then they have the Titans at home, then they go to Buffalo. So the next two weeks, I think you're going to tell us a whole lot about where this Patriots team is right now.
1: Do you think we're back in a place though, where Bills fans who I, you know, for the last year, were are really feeling like it's our time after 20 plus years um, in the desert. Now it's now it's Buffalo's time to rule this division. Now they, I would be looking over my shoulder if I'm Buffalo, uh, if I'm a Buffalo faithful thinking this was short lived this um, time on the top of the mountaintop potentially. <laughs>
2: I think so. I mean, they're they're kind of a fatalistic bunch, I think, Bills fans. Um, uh, there are a but, lot of things, but yeah. But, you know, after after 20 years of watching the Patriots be on top and, and thinking like now this is our moment, this is our time, only to see, you know, the the monster sort of rise from the grave and come after you again, I would definitely think there's a feeling of here we go again, um, you know, and, and we'll see how it manifests itself in, in two weeks when these two teams play in Buffalo.
1: And, like, Bridget, is your phone just exploding when, uh, like, the Patriots do things like this tonight?
0: Yeah, I uh, to your point, like, I think Buffalo missed their opportunity last year. And, like, I have a ton of friends who are Bills fans and were, like, giving me crap last season, right? And now it's, like, you knew this was coming, right? Like, maybe as a Patriots, I'm just, like, diehard. Like, I, I think of the positive. Like, I know that, like, I, I was – I don't think I've been – born during like the bad time of the patriots like i've just experienced (laughs) like the greatness and so i'm like oh it's it's gonna get better like it's gonna get fixed like whatever like and here it is like here's the answer right it's like the patriots are the big brother to the bills and they were out on vacation and like the the little brother got got the driver's seat for you know the past year and now big brothers coming back from college getting in the seat of the car and like little brothers getting shoved in in the house again um one of the other points that I wanted to touch on that you were saying is like the Falcons if we go back to them real quick Matt Ryan like when he got sacked early on in the game and you were talking about then they missed the field goal after that penalty you could kind of see it on his face when he was sitting on the sideline he got injured he was like gushing blood on his arm like he was grabbing his toe like to me looking at him like when the cameras were zoomed in I was like he he's already lost like in his mind he was defeated and then he finishes the game with four sacks like if I'm the Falcons I'm punching myself that we didn't get a quarterback last year in the draft and we decided to stick with Matt Ryan I think I think that it is time for them to let him go and and start the next phase of their journey.
1: Yeah, they definitely like there's another part to their team building and it there could have been addressed last off season. I mean, they could have had Mac Jones and and you covered the Panthers I think of other teams that could have had Mac Jones, especially when you know you know Matt Rule well, he he came out a week ago, week or two ago, saying like we knew Mac Jones was going to be great. Well, then why? I don't, I, you know. The other part to that is why did we not pursue that? um I'll never know. Starting to learn, so
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Bill Belichick is smart, but he also like gets these opportunities like thrown out his lap that other coaches and other organizations pass up on. And I'm like, I mean, I'm not an owner, but come on what are you doing
1: yeah and he's probably got you know he's nick saban uh, was probably in his year all along (laughs) saying draft all our players because it's working out well for them all right we've got a couple more minutes um gravedigger has now chimed in to say say that nathan peterman did not do that so um that was an incredible subplot to this episode of uh the around the nfl podcast i before we go i just want to hit you with a couple quick questions each um I'll start with you, Marcus. And these are not, you don't have to dig into your like football uh, treasure chest for these. You can just sort of think about who you are as a person. So, Marcus, you have to spend between now and Thanksgiving covered from head to toe in either cottage cheese or tuna fish. (laughs) (laughs) Choose.
2: Oof, gross. Uh, I am not a fan of tuna fish in any way, shape, or form. So, I guess that makes it cottage cheese.
1: Yeah, I feel like I didn't give you a great option outside of tuna fish there, but um, good job there. All right, so Bridget, you spent years, minutes away from Foxborough. Any Tom Brady sightings? Have you ever seen Giselle, maybe Belichick at Starbucks, Josh McDaniels on like a male clothing shopping spree, anything of that nature? No, like I wish I
0: had a great story to tell you. And I like wanted to get into broadcasting and and cover Tom and Bill and then like finally make it to the NFL and they're not together anymore. So like... I guess it's my loss.
1: Well, I think it's possible that none of them are human and never leave that <laughs> complex also. So they're not out there doing things that humans do. Tom doesn't um, get to go to Star- Starbucks. Like Giselle no, does not allow No, he does not. He, I saw him complaining about um, something to do with coffee, like not, you know, <laughs> having to answer questions at a press conference after you lose a game is like, you know, drinking coffee before, like be, e- answering emails before someone drinks drinks their coffee,
2: like this guy doesn't drink coffee, so no. please. <laughs> just Marcus, pieces. I'm
1: gonna hit you with this one. Hot or not, Adam Rank?
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely hot, man. I mean, look, I, I, Rank has slimmed down, he's like svelte in shape, he's got the beard trimmed. Uh, yeah, man, dude's on top of the world right now.
1: I was really just setting you up there because I think we all know the answer to that one. All right, um, Bridget, <laughs> you can spend the next year hanging out exclusively with taylor swift she is a swifty from uh reports i've received and operate as her best pal and biographer Ooh. okay or you can save the life of 400 stray kittens
0: okay like i'm people are gonna come for me i literally hate cats so <laughs> i'm Ooh, we are, sorry we are friends, we are friends. <laughs> um i but like you were supposed to watch all too well like could you give me a little line
1: or no well, I was, you know, I was uh, operating as a professional tonight, and I'm going to get to that after the game. You're right; that was my assignment from you and Erica, and I, I have failed. Um, but that doesn't mean I won't enjoy it later. I like to marinate in that stuff when I, you know, I'm outside of the workplace. Okay. And they're all over my butt tonight. Marcus, Karaoke children, next Thursday. Well, we will. We'll have to. We'll we'll have a whole separate show about that. Marcus Children: colon, Overrated, underrated, properly rated.
2: Ooh. Um. I guess it depends on the time, you know, uh, as I was you know, trying to make dinner and my child was completely turning off all the lights in the house that that felt like uh, an overrated. But uh, for the most part, we will say properly rated.
1: I, I think they shift um, between all three zones. Bridget, do you think a unicorn has ever actually walked the earth or is this a bunch of, um, you know, nonsense? Nonsense. Straight answer. Sorry. Done with it. <laughs> People are okay. really going to come for me after this. Well, no, that's fine. I think you're not into cats. You're not into mythical (laughs) beings. We're we're forming that knowledge. Uh, Marcus, just one last one for each of you. Marcus, my wife was nice enough to make me a huge bowl of instant ramen noodles during this game. I was out in our garage trying to watch this because I have children too. Um, What did you eat during this game? Uh, Well, you said you cooked dinner, so I'm assuming it was some sort of food.
2: Uh, I did. It was uh, a very excellent beef and sweet potato stew. Wow. uh, You know, with some some carrots and and celery in there, so it went down pretty well. Hmm, sounds wintry.
1: I like that. All right, Bridget, last one for you. Luke Skywalker or Han Solo or neither? Oh, God. Luke Skywalker.
0: I don't really care for either, but Luke Skywalker. I know. I suck. You'll get to know. Like, there's a lot of things (laughs) about me that suck.
1: (laughs) No, I think, I think that's actually um, an, an atypical flash answer, so I enjoyed where you went with that. Um, I'd love to do more of this, but we, if I go over 20 minutes, I will hear about it from the rest of the people that I work with. And we, were at not, we just hit 20 minutes. This was very enjoyable. I hope we can all um, gather again maybe two or three seasons from now when the Patriots play the Falcons again. Four seasons with the way the NFL works. We'll do it again sooner than that. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having us. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, everyone, check you later. If you're still listening to this, that's on you. Farewell.